Welcome to The Rec Room, a podcast presented by Spring Hill Recreation Commission. Welcome to the Rec Room with uh, Spring Hill Recreation Commission podcast here. Uh, we are working on episode number three. Uh, we have a special guest here today, uh, Mr. Tyler Graves, a uh, local business owner in town and, and is connected to the community in um, all, sorts of type, uh, all sorts of types of ways. So um, say hello, Tyler. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> My first podcast. This first podcast. The very first one. Haven't listened to one before. Have not been a part of one, so uh, very excited. I think that's pretty cool that your first podcast ever is as a guest, exactly, and not as yes. a listener. Exactly, just straight to the top. <laughs> just, <you>. just <laughs> I, I go right to the beginning. Exactly. So, um, so just tell us about kind of about yourself, um, your your history here in Spring Hill, and uh, what you do, and just give us some more information about you. Yeah. So we moved to Spring Hill about five years ago. Uh, my wife, I have a six-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. And, uh, you know, moved to Spring Hill, just looking to kind of get out of that city life, but still be close enough to things and just fell in love with the community. Um, you know, we have been fortunate that we started a business here about two and a half years ago. So the Bean Coffee Company and have gotten to know a lot of people in the community, enjoy it. And it's really been the biggest blessing through all of it has been the people we've met. So um, have that. And then last year put my hat in the ring for city council and, uh, was fortunate enough to win that. And so I sit on the city council as well. And then I also have a full-time job in marketing outside of, uh, you know, the bean and city council. And then my wife works for AMC's corporate office and also is a realtor with Crown Realty in town. So we have a busy life and uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Goodness, with all that stuff going on, how, how did you find time to get in here? Exactly. <laughs> you know, penciled me in. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, so let's start with the bean. Yes. Um, you know, I, I can tell you from our staff and from myself and my family, uh, it, that is a place that we love to frequent, a uh, great place to spend time and, and always a very good positive energy, uh, going in and out of there. And, um, it has been a, a welcome addition to the Spring Hill community. So, um, you know, tell us, tell us what it's like being down here on, on Spring Hill main, main street, right, right across the street from us here. Yes. You know, we're, neighbors. We're neighbors. <laughs> exactly. And I will pay you for those nice things you said about the bean <laughs> after this, but, uh, you know, when my wife was on maternity leave, we were looking for somewhere just to go and hang out, but didn't have to drive far away. And so that kind of spurred the idea. And my father-in-law had been in the restaurant business for a number of years. And uh, I grew up working in restaurants and my wife actually majored in hotel restaurant management. So we had that background, but we had zero experience in coffee shops. Um, loved to visit them, but had never worked in one. And I was fortunate, my first job out of college, I worked for an indoor soccer facility, and the owners of that also owned uh, Messenger Coffee. So we kind of got talking about it, and we were gonna be at a location um, a little further south in Spring Hill, and it fell through at the last minute, so we kind of put that pipe dream of a coffee shop on hold. 
And it's funny because we ended up on Main Street by accident <laughs> and we were driving by and there was a big four lease sign in the window. So we looked at the location and uh, had like beautiful wood floors and we we're like, oh, this could be something really cool. So anyways, um, so we started to get that dream back together and then everything just kind of fell into place. The people, we had weird connections we didn't know, you know, with the pastry company and the coffee company and then it all started to come together and our father-in-law was really instrumental in uh you know giving us that business background and my dad who's an electrician had the uh you know knowledge and everything to help us really put our vision together of what we wanted for the bean and from there we just kind of ran with it and we've been very very fortunate on how the community has really gravitated to it and i think um, the big thing for us was we knew there wasn't a coffee shop in town, but we didn't want to just throw it together and be like, oh, here it is. Like, come get coffee. We really wanted it to be the best. And we've been very fortunate with the staff that we've been able to acquire um, and, you know, obtaining that goal. And our goal is to be here long term. Um, knock on wood, with everything going on, we've been fortunate that this community has really rallied around us. And I think that's been the most exciting thing for me is to see how people utilize the bean. You know, some people, we've had first dates at the bean. We've had business meetings. We've had, you know, people doing school. So it's it's neat to see how people use the bean and uh, their feelings about it, um, for sure. And then as far as downtown, like, it's taken off. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think the really neat thing on that is we were talking with Leslie at the Quilted Sunflower across the street. You know, she was there kind of alone for a little bit. And now uh, then Lee's opened up and that was great. And it brought up a lot of uh, new attention down here. And then we went in and then, uh, you know, Berry Branch, Vaughn, uh, Caller. So we had a pet boutique at one mm -hmm. point because we were really crazy and thought we should get into that business also. <laughs> um, but... Uh, and then just more of these retail businesses came down here and, you know, we had Jack the Barber down here and now there's an ice cream shop coming. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. It's fun to be part of that. And, uh, you know, we just were thrilled with how things are growing downtown and like uh, you, uh, the events that we've been able to do, the trunk or treat mm -hmm. and things and partnering with you guys and things that are coming this winter. And uh, I mean, I love it. I think it's great. And it brings, uh, the community together because there's a lot of different things they can do. Yeah. It, I think the, the, the downtown feel gives a, a great aspect of, you know, small town Kansas living. Yeah. Um, you know, when you come through here and, and it's such a, it's such a contrast compared to the rest of our, of Spring Hill community. Cause mm -hmm. it looks like, you know, a little more, not, I want to say upscale is not correct, but a little more modern, Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, with the commercial. And then you walk down this, one block stretch of downtown spring hill and it looks like you're walking through like an old western almost well and the cool thing to me is like these buildings like they still have that old feel but you go inside of them like everyone has remodeled their buildings mm -hmm. like there's a lot of care that went into it i mean geez like lee's front porch like you know going in that place and the work they've done on mm -hmm. the upstairs and all of that and then the really cool thing is about once a month so our shop used to be uh, Coons grocery store for a lot of people that live in town. And thanks to Jim Wilson and Patty Stites, we have the front page article of that talked about, uh, Coons grocery store and Mr. Coons, but his grandson comes in like once a month to the bean. And he was just in the other day and he's like, it is so weird, but he's like that same Creek in the, you know, 
the floor is still there and you know he, he was talking that he about, remembers from being like a four-year-old exactly, in there as right. a kid probably and so and that's really cool too is have these people come in like i've lived in spring hill my whole life and like i remember da 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 and it's cool because uh you know you can see in that article there's a bunch of pictures and it's like you can see like oh this is where the register was or this is where and it's just it's a really cool um thing to be part of like these historic buildings as well yeah so yeah it's it's it blows my mind every time because I remember when we moved in and it was before the bean opened. I, not, I can't remember how long before, but not too long before. And it was it was a ghost town down yep. here. I mean, it was Leslie's place, the quilt yeah. shop, um, the creative place across the street from us, and that was about it. I mean, right. it was we were one of the first ones beyond that to move in, and we're like, is anybody gonna ever come visit us down here? <laughs> yeah, and you know, like everyone told us, like. Oh, there's no one goes down on Main Street. Like, there's not enough traffic down there. You guys aren't going to, yeah. you're not going to work. But I think the thing that's really important is, you know, Leslie kind of started it off, and then it's like you put quality things down here. The, people will come to good quality things if it's worth their time and worth their money. And the exciting thing for us is there's other shops that bring people down here too. And we all kind of share customers in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I rarely does someone say I'm just going on a Saturday afternoon to one shop on main street. They usually go along main street. They come into the bean with their, you know, berry branch bags and quilted some, like they just go to all of them. I think that's a unique shopping experience too, that you can hit three or four different shops for different things you need and you don't have to drive. <laughs> so I love it. And I love the small town feel of it. And I love the fact that um, it's kind of given people in the community a place to go too. So for, for that's sure. been fun. Uh, you got any activities coming up uh, on the calendar? We do. Soon? So um, shop small. Well, actually tomorrow, but oh, this is airing Friday. So never mind. <laughs> that's all right. We, uh, we, we'll we, we, we've disclosed in previous episodes that we don't actually record them on the day that they come out. Okay. So we, we've had time lapses before. Well, we have Veterans Day the 11th, which is tomorrow. So we have free drinks for all our veterans. But uh, we have a shop small Saturday event, which is uh, a nationwide event uh, sponsored by American Express. But we will be participating in that. Um, we will have carolers down here on Main Street going into each of the stores. Um, lots of different specials as well. And then the first week of December, we launch our winter menu that we're really excited about. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Usually Christmas time is always very exciting and there's a lot of good energy um, down here. And we'll just kind of see how it goes this year with uh, everything going on. Did, did something happen this yeah, year? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. This thing called COVID. Um, I mean, I'll fill you in later I, I, on I, it. I, I think it's on my subject list yes. here somewhere, but yeah. 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 Um, so let's switch gears for a sec and um, tell me kind of as a community member, what your experience with Spring Hill Rec has been, um, what um, maybe activities you participated in or, or things that, that jump out to you real quickly uh, of things that we do that, you, that you've enjoyed. Yeah, so little known fact, but I was a basketball star on the Adult Basketball League for uh, one season. And uh, that was a lot of fun because our neighbors, we all just got together and did that. And, um, you know, you did not pay me to say this, but the like officials were really fun and... Um, it was just a really good experience and not one I kind of, you know, expected to have that much fun playing basketball because that's not my that's, strength. <laughs> that's amazing to hear because adult basketball has classically been a thorn in our side. Yeah, really? 
we 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 tend to deal with more a little bit more issues with that program than we than we have some others. You know, but. I managed indoor soccer facility right out of college, and it was always the adult leagues that got. It's I mean, the kids the leagues were wonderful; everyone had so much fun. But those adult leagues, it gets heated. But you know, we had a lot of fun with that, and then we did. Uh, is it blast ball? Yep, yep. So we did blast ball with my son. Um, Lots of tears on that because he did not understand that, you know, he had to run. He just wanted to keep hitting the ball over and over. But uh, a lot of fun with that, too. And I think the great thing I like about the rec that you guys do is the variety of things. I think, um, you know, and there's no saying like no to certain ideas, you know, the cooking classes and the sports and the things like the Easter egg hunt and all the variety of things you guys do, I think is important because, you know, maybe someone's lane isn't necessarily sports, but you guys offer things outside of that. And I think it's a really important piece of our community because it brings so many people together or people, different backgrounds or people you didn't even know in your community, you know, on the same team. And, uh, we, think very, very highly of it. And I know everyone in the community that I've talked to thinks very highly of it as well. And we were, when we first moved here and looking to get our kids in activities, everyone said, the wreck, the wreck. And I think the thing I liked about the uh, blast ball was, yeah, it was uh, learning, but, you know, just everyone was there to have a good time. And it wasn't overly, like, competitive, especially at four years old for my son. So, I loved it, and I think you guys have really made a good impact, again, with the things you do, like the uh, Trunk or Treat event you did. I mean, the volume of people you had show up just tells you the positive thoughts of the rec and the community and the things you guys donate to and, you know, the lights that you guys did, for example, and all the things you guys do in the community. Like, it's huge, and I don't think you guys always get the credit that's deserved, but (laughs) I think... That goes with the role a little bit too. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Usually, when when things are quiet for us, that means that good, we're doing well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, um, it, exactly. It tends to, to it tends to a lot of times be the the unhappy people who who are loudest. Um, you know, to, when we receive fit, feedback or criticism. Yeah. Um, you know, and and we do get plenty of positive feedback and criticism um, occasionally, you know, but th- there's a different level to it. I would say, you know, a lot of times, you you know, that the, the people who are upset are going to be, you're going to know about it quickly. Right, right. The people who are not upset or think that you did a good job, they're going to say, hey, great job. And then move on with and life. And that's it. Yeah. And it's exactly. like a two second thing. Yeah. Um, and as a business owner, like, you know, every once in a while we have those negative experiences. And unfortunately, I think you just focus on that one negative, but forget about the 50 positives. Yeah. And it's like so hard to let that go. But uh, yeah, I've, Again, like just all the things you guys coordinate and um, the expertise and all of that, too, and the connections you guys have made, like uh, Lupita's Kitchen, all the stuff you guys do through that. Like I could probably learn a couple things uh, if I would sign up for that, too. But I I just love uh, what you guys do. And coming from that background of sports management, that was actually my degree in college just knowing the amount of work it puts in to put an event on uh it's incredible because it's uh it's not easy and you guys make it look easy for sure (laughs) well we do our best i appreciate the compliments so um what's what's kind of the i mean we we talked about the bean a little bit already Mm -hmm. so we got kind of a kind of background on it what um you know what would you what would you say is the best part of about you know 
owning the bean or, or being around the bean, you know, maybe outside of, you know, obviously the community connection is, is there, but like what, what, what gets you excited every day when you, when you show up there? So the exciting thing for me is there's a few things. So obviously interacting with people every day and we talk about it as a team, but it's like we have the opportunity to kind of set the tone for people's day when they first come in. And that's kind of a cool thing, um, you know, not to make it super deep or whatever, but you know, you come in, you're greeted with a smile. That's a good way to start your day. And especially if you have quality drinks and food with that. Um, the other thing I love is to see the connection that not only myself, but our team has made within the community. Um, you know, we have people that we now call close friends and we met them at the bean and our team, you know, are very close with customers. They can tell you their kids names, you know, what they're doing next week and just so much. And people share that information with us. And it's, that's just been the coolest thing is we have met so many different people. So, um, favorite thing about the bean is just the little things that we can do within the community that aren't, you know, going to make the front page of the newspaper, but doing things like we have artwork from the elementary school that hang in our back hallway. That's cool. And then these kids come in, they're so excited to go see their artwork hanging up at the local coffee shop. Um, we've been able to raise money for, um, you know, different, health issues that people have had within our community. So we feel like when we do things like that, we make a direct impact and that's really important to us. And that's probably been one of the highlights is I didn't realize the impact you could make as just one single business. And again, we're not donating $50,000. We don't make that kind of impact, but you know, you a couple hundred dollars here, a thousand dollars here. We've been able to raise thanks to the community and donations like thousands of dollars to Alex's lemonade stand. And we're collecting shoe boxes right now um, for uh, Christmas shoe boxes that will be given to kids mm -hmm. this Christmas. So those are the things that I like love about it. Yes, I love serving people every day, coffee, food, all of that. And yes, I love the daily interactions with people, but it's the little things that might seem little, but are big things that you can do for the community. Another thing is when COVID hit, we were able to, again, thanks to donations from people in the community, we gave away 200 box lunches to people during COVID. So like those, that's probably my favorite thing that we've been able to do and the most fun and something that was very unexpected when opening a business, didn't think it could run that far. Quick question I thought of. Yes. I, I don't want to forget about it because I will. <laughs> um, so you, you talk about your staff a lot. Yes. Um, is it mostly Spring Hill people? Most, it is. Mostly locals? Yeah. I, I call so, them townies yeah. sometimes. So um, the majority are. Um, we are fortunate. We have a very good mixture of people. And some are students at uh, Spring Hill High. We have some people from Gardner, but it's all local. Uh, I think the furthest away someone lives is maybe Overland Park. Okay. Um, so that's another thing. A lot of people know our staff just from living in town. Mm -hmm. But the other cool thing, and I think this isn't uh, something that's normally happens, but there is a big family feel at our shop um, among the staff. And I think people notice it because we do like family dinners. We are in like group texts and it's just, it's something that I've never been a part of. And it took a while to get to it. You know, you mm -hmm. go through some things with the staff, but the staff we have now, I mean, it is, we joke and we call it like our bean family. And yeah. it was another unexpected thing. Like, yes, I thought we'd be fortunate to get some good people to work for us, 
but we have really like, these are some of my closest friends. We consider them family. We've done holidays together. Um, there's random gift exchange. We celebrate birthdays and it's not just because they're like coworkers. It's like a real family, uh, atmosphere. And we've, we've just been very fortunate and we're thankful every day with the staff that's decided to come and join our team for sure. And they'll probably listen to that. So that's why I think, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I no, hope they we, do. They, yeah, we exactly. Them, that's a good thing. We want them to listen. Exactly. To this. Yes. So, um, very fortunate with the staff that we've been able to put together. Um, what are some cool stories? Like cool. Uh, cool uh, so cool is probably not the best word. Um, Funny stories. I, I try to get funny stories I out of know, people all the time. I actually asked them before I came. I was like, "Guys, what is funny that has happened?" Like here? somebody like, spilled. Nothing appropriate. So, surely someone spilled a drink on someone you or know, something. I'm trying to think. We, we do have nicknames for everyone that are good. We call them our natural disaster nicknames, and so I'm Tornado Tyler because it seems like I always make a mess. And we have Cyclone Cole because he works so fast and just makes a mess everywhere and just gets it done so fast. Um, you know, we call what we have tsunami Tammy, we have uh landslide Lisa. We didn't really have an L for Lisa, so she's landslide Lisa. <laughs> and uh we're still working on some others, but you know, we just we did uh 12 days of Christmas <laughs> last year and or 12 days of giveaway. And we did these cheeky videos and Bree who had worked with us at the time, her husband put together a like bloopers reel of it and it's just they were so bad they were so bad but it was fun and i don't know the thing about this group is we just have a lot of fun together again like it's just an enjoyable place to be Mm -hmm. and i think that feeds over to customers we don't take ourselves too seriously and that's one of the other things i love because i think sometimes people go into a coffee shop and it's like I don't even know the difference between like a latte and a frap. I just want something that tastes good, you know, and we're not the kind of shop that's going to like be like, you don't know what a latte is. You're like, not going to coffee. Snob exactly. Shameless. We don't have the coffee <laughs> snobs. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get to politically correct. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. leave it to me to just, exactly. Just, just throw it out there. there. So thank you. Uh, we don't have those coffee snobs and that makes it fun. We just have a very good time. And again, we're always being creative, putting together drinks, there's a lot of competition. We just did a, you know, whoever could come up with the best drink, you know, we did a competition who could have their drink be the special for the weekend and things like that. So competitive group, fun group. We have a wall in the back that we keep of all our like crazy pictures that we've taken together at different events. We've done cookouts and campouts and all that. So uh, just a fun group, nothing insane or crazy um we can talk about the really funny off this podcast but uh (laughs) the uncensored stories yes i'm trying to think i don't know just a fun group yeah very fortunate for that you know when i try to think of like funny stuff for our first two episodes i tried to think of you know funny things because we talked with our staff on the first couple of episodes a lot and it our staff is very similar to what you've been describing you know yeah small group of people very close-knit we spend a lot of time together uh throughout the week. Right. Um, we have a, a text, you know, strand that continually goes pretty much. We have a, a, a messenger strand that goes and you're, you're, you'll get random messages throughout the evening or day right. from someone about something that's happening or going on. Like right now it's usually about football exactly, or something like that. But it's, it's just, you know, the, the people that you work with and you, you spend 40 plus hours a week with them, 
and then they still want to communicate with you on their outside time exactly. too. So like that, you know that those people, those relationships mean something to them. Right. And I think the other thing is that's really fun with this group is they really care for one another. I mean, you know, if someone's going through a hard time, we, we have one, uh, gal that works with us and her name is Tammy. And, you know, she'll show up with gift baskets. In fact, she would not tell anyone her birthday. And on her birthday, she brought all of us gifts. Like she, that's just her uh, mentality. And so it's just a really, really good group. And, uh, you know, can't say enough about it. And there's no like clicks or anything like that. Like everyone's just one big family. And, yeah. You know, it's and the, great. And the young ones get along with the old, with exactly. the older ones. The older ones, the 30 plus crowd is what we call it. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm a dinosaur here and I'm, I'm 40 no. and, I, and I, I am ancient here. You know, and I think that's what's cool because some of the, you know, we talk a lot about life and things like that. And a lot of them talking about college and uh, what they're going to do after high school. And they're open to the suggestions we make. And, you know, um, they ask lots of good questions or what do you think of this? And, you know, with everything that's gone on with COVID, I think we've almost us 30 plusers have taken like that parental role, like try and stay positive for these kids and everything they're going through. So there's that family dynamic of like parents and the Mm -hmm. younger. And, uh, it's, it's a great, uh, thing to be part of for sure. I can't tell you how many times I've accidentally called one of our staff one of my kids' names. Yeah, on accident. <laughs> yes, and been like, that's kind of what I meant, but exactly. not exactly what I meant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. So fortunate. So, what's the chances I could get you to give us a sneak peek of that uh, winter sneak menu. peek of the any, winter any, any menu? Cool stuff coming up. So we're working on it right now, um, but we do know that we will be doing, uh, so we had avocado toast this fall and it was a huge hit. So we're going to be um, more different uh, recipes with that. We're going to be doing uh, more with, uh, we use a pastry company called Scratch Bakery. So they've got a lot of new items coming out as well. Uh, what else are we doing seasonally? So peppermint, is there a peppermint, peppermint mocha? In there? Okay. Yes, uh, that's a, right. that's a staple. That's, for that's sure. kind of my thing. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one other thing we were gonna do, but I can't think of it. So, oh, we're partnering with uh, Ibis Bakery. So they're out of downtown Kansas City with Messenger Coffee. They're also inside Black Dog uh, Coffee House, and we have signed on with them to be a bread provider. So we're gonna start selling. Um, their bread. And if you've never had their bread, it is incredible. Um, they have a large variety. And we're really excited about that because they are another company that really does things the right way. Everything is very clean, very simple ingredients. They make it all in-house. And so we're going to start uh, selling their bread soon. And that's kind of our... Is that on the Thanksgiving thing. menu? I thought it I is. saw bread yes, on Thanksgiving yes. menu. Thanksgiving menu. And it's the... Uh, the bread that we serve our avocado toast on, that's one of them. So we're excited for that. Cool deal. Yes. All right. So another switch gears here. Yes. Uh, COVID. COVID. I have heard of it. Uh, we, we, we have heard of it too. <laughs> um, so obviously everyone's heard of COVID and everyone's dealt with COVID, uh, dealing with it in different ways. Many of us, you know, all of us still dealing with it today. Um, so, um, we'll start out kind of broad with this Mm -hmm. and and just, you know, what have you seen, especially because you see the people of Spring Hill daily or weekly or, you know, even more frequently than I do. Um, you know, what have you seen as, as the impact of, of COVID just in general on Spring Hill? 
Weirdly enough, um, so obviously business owner, very scary. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are our doors going to be allowed to be open? How do we adjust? And when it first came, you know, it was like things were going, you know, you're closing down, you're not closing down, you can serve this, you can't, this rule, that rule. And it was very kind of messy. Um, And rightfully so. Like there was a lot going on that people didn't know, didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we were able to kind of get our feet set and we started doing delivery and things like that, the big thing I've noticed within the community is there's this push for supporting local. And I think we see it. Um, I've talked to other business owners who have really kind of noticed that people are really making that initiative to make sure these mom and pop shops don't fail. And that's been really cool to be a part of. And we've had people come in and we did like a pay it forward wall where they're like, listen, here's 50 bucks, put on a gift card. Whoever needs it can have it. And we had a wall going that had hundreds of dollars on it. Um, and we were able to use that for things like free meals and things like that. So as terrible as COVID has been, and I do not ever want to go through this. And I hope, I don't know when this thing <laughs> will end, to be honest. Like some days you're here like, oh, good. And then it's like next day it's like, Ah, and it's yeah. it's awful, but I think it has brought you know our community and our you know staff with the people in the community closer together in a really weird way. And I would never hope for this again, but I've learned a lot from people. People have really opened up uh, about the struggles they're going through, and that's where we're able to kind of do like small things to help people. I uh, had a local church come in, and they said, you know, we know that small businesses like yours are struggling and they gave us a sizable donation and they said, just take the money. We want you guys to have it. And for us that they said they meet at the bean, um, once a month on like Wednesdays and to have, that's when you know, you're kind of making a good impact. Even when you don't realize it, when people come to you and they're like, I come here, we enjoy this, take this. And we've obviously you're very, it humbles you a lot. Mm -hmm. And, just very thankful and fortunate that there's people like that in this community. And I think with COVID, the character of this community has really shown. And there's some incredible people in this community that almost won't let us fail. And you feel fortunate to be in a small town like this. Cause I tell people all the time, I think if we were, you know, in Olathe or Lenexa or downtown Kansas city, you get kind of mixed in. And I don't know if we'd still have our doors open, but the people of Spring Hill have really kept us going and a lot of positive attitudes that, you know, make our day. Mm-hmm. And so that's been, we're very fortunate for that. Um, So like logistically, mm-hmm. what did you have? What, it was obviously nightmare. there's tons of things. It was a nightmare. But, you know, <laughs> how, how, you know, kind of walk us through that process and, yeah. and, and how that works. So I, it's crazy to think like it was months ago, but it seems like so mm-hmm. long ago, but uh, you know, I don't just say this to, to our own horn as a team, but we had a lot of strict cleaning processes in place already. So that dynamic didn't really change much. Like for example, we were, you know, frequent hand washing, we upped it to every 15 minutes and we sign off on that each time. And, you know, obviously wearing masks at all times, um, that's been, you know, our team has adjusted so well to it. Logistically, we were doing things that we never thought we were going to be doing. We were doing delivery. <laughs> and, um, you know, you just kind of roll up your sleeves and get it done. My kids, it was, they were out of school and it was like, oh, we have to go on another delivery, dad. Like <laughs> and we were driving all over Spring Hill and it was, uh, 
it was we did what we had to do and we were fortunate that people were putting those orders in and still supporting us and we did have to cut hours but we never had to let someone go and again we had that community support it was very scary and uh you know people were buying gift cards left and right and i think that was kind of a national push and even locally gift cards you know help support your local businesses buy a gift card use it later even if you don't want to spend it right now exactly and so we saw a lot of that and uh you know we did the separating of tables and i think at one point you could get things to go, but couldn't, uh, dine in. So that was kind of weird, but then we did curbside and we still offer curbside delivery. And that became kind of fun. Like it just changed the dynamic of the shop. I remember one day, uh, we had, oh, it was like Star Wars Day. Our team dressed up as Star Wars stuff. So we were delivering curbside. With I like bet it Darth was May Vader. the 4th. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it was May the 4th. And see, fun fact about me, I've never seen Star Wars. I've never seen a Star oh Wars. My, or no podcast. No, no, no Star Wars. Oh I know. my goodness. I'm a sheltered life for sure. But uh, so we had people dressing up in Star Wars stuff and going back and forth and delivering to cars. But Um, these were things that we never thought we would be doing. And as we did them, we're like, okay, we can do this. So we'll see where things go, but we feel confident that we have that experience to kind of stay afloat if needed. And again, we're not here if the community doesn't support us and they've been huge supporters of ours. And we're very lucky for that. Do you feel, uh, I know I felt this a lot in, uh, during, especially during the shutdown, um, you know, as the leader of your organization, you know, as, as the kind of the head person, like trying to give that positivity, trying to give that vision, trying to say, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, and trying to show that you're confident in it, even though, you know, you're not confident in it because, (laughs) but you're trying to project that for your staff so that they can feel confident in you. You know, it's interesting because I tell people this all the time. It's like, it's, Again, as crazy as it is, I'm glad we were all going through it together. Like it wasn't that something that just happened to the coffee industry or it wasn't something that just happened in Spring Hill. Like people were understanding. They mm-hmm. were um, very lenient. You know, if we got really busy one day, they understood like we just we weren't staffed for it. Like it, there were just weird things that people were very um, understanding about. And, you know, we were able to ask you know, different business owners, what's working for you? What's not? We were talking to Messenger Coffee, Thalmaeus, a bunch of local coffee shops daily, um, helping each other out. And that was a cool thing. That's a cool thing about the coffee community that we've learned as well is like everyone is so willing to, here's what you need to do or try this or do this is what's worked. This hasn't. And so um, sharing those ideas and learning how other groups have done it mm-hmm. was also kind of a blessing on things we've learned because we've learned a lot that has helped our business as well. Um, so yeah, you try to keep that brave face and, uh, but inside you're like, what are we going to do tomorrow? Like what shoe is going to drop? And, you know, I found myself like calling our state reps and things like that. You know, what is going on? Please tell me, (laughs) am I going to be open tomorrow? And Sharon Mitchell with the chamber, she was getting us so much info. And I think the crazy thing, if you go back to it was how fast everything was happening. It was like, And there was like, can we do this? Can we not? Can we do like, I don't know, but there really was never like for us, we weren't ever going to, as long as we were allowed to keep our doors open in any sort of capacity, it was like, we're going to do this to come up with it. Mm -hmm. And again, our team was hugely uh, flexible and they had good ideas and 
you know, you just kind of, as you know, you come up with other ideas. I'm yeah. sure you guys are doing things you never knew for sure you yeah. would be doing. We're podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> Here we are <laughs> on my very first podcast. And uh, yeah, so you just kind of figure out a new way of doing things and we'll see. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been rough, you know, and it's been, you know, difficult in like so many different ways. Yeah. You know, not just, you know, not be, you know, cause we're in the, the, our business is bringing large groups of people together. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is like the biggest no, no in COVID era ever. Right. Um, so we definitely had to retool too, but you know, I, I know I've spent a lot of time thinking about, well, gosh, you know, I got to keep our staff hopes up and, yeah. you know, I got to keep them motivated and, and, and inspired to do all the cool idea stuff that they come up with normally, not worrying about these things. And Well, and I think the other thing is like, it's brought a lot more creativity and a lot more open dialogue for us. Like let's people on our staff come up with these ideas and it's like, let's do it. Why mm-hmm. not? Like I, we're all in. And, you know, you talk about like how your industry was bringing large groups of people together. You know, we, We're in the food and beverage business and coffee, which a large portion of the population drinks daily. So we felt confident with that. And my wife was, she works for AMC and you felt confident. And those are the two industries that got whacked during this. And it's like, it's just crazy how um, it has impacted so many different. And then you, you know, talking with Leslie at the Quilted Sunflower, it's like, okay, people started making masks. So she was selling a lot of fabric. And it's like impacts you didn't think it would have. There was positives too mm-hmm. for that. And so uh, it's just been a wild ride and uh, hopefully one that will kind of level out. But well, I don't know. <laughs> we are we are hoping to. Yes. Initially, I, I in two weeks, I went from not believing it was a thing exactly. to shutting down our office for seven weeks yeah. to thinking we would be back to normal three or four weeks after that to here. Exactly. (laughs) And I don't even like, I don't even try to predict the next day or week or whatever, because there's no point in doing that. (laughs) We're we're just, we're just riding the wave. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, I thought of another question that I meant to ask you earlier. Um, so I'll skip back to it. So you gave us all the positives for, for, being, you know, the guy at the bean, being yes, the owner. The guy. So so what's what's the negative? What's what's the rough part of it? And first thing that comes to my mind is like that 5 a.m. Saturday morning call of whoever the opener is yeah. that can't come and open now. It's like, oh well, you know, so a couple things. One, um we had what was it? It was a Saturday morning actually, and our Mary chef oven just broke just for some reason it would not turn on. And you're like, are you kidding me? Um, we've named all our equipment at this point. So we have Mary, um, that's our Mary chef and we have Eddie, the espresso machine and we have, uh, Karen is our grab and go machine. She was very loud for a while, so we had to get her fixed. Because is there a reason behind yes, the Karen? They name? would like break down, and it was very loud. Very and it temperamental. Was like, Karen, come on! <laughs> so um, Karen got a few kicks from our staff, but uh, so those little things. Obviously, the biggest downfall, or not the biggest downfall, but I think the negative is, you know, it's all on you, and so something doesn't go right. You got to get up there and fix it. Mm-hmm. You got to do that. And I love that. Like I've always been someone that wants to solve problems, but you know, sometimes at five 30 in the morning, I really don't want to deal with yeah. a water issue or it's going to be like overwhelming that. at exactly. some point. But I will say, you know, I, knowing what I know now, the biggest thing I've learned through all this is the amount of work 
that not only us, but um, the other businesses too, like after hours, the work you're doing, you know, we might open at uh, 6 a.m., but you know, the staff's in there at 5 a.m. Or, um, you know, we're making runs to our food providers at like eight o'clock at night. It's sometimes a time suck. And I'll be up here and like, it's nine o'clock on main street. And the only people open or even down here are the other business owners getting set up for the weekend or mm-hmm. things like that. So I think, uh, the time it takes to put on something like that, I don't know if I realized, but, uh, you know, when you're surrounded by good people, it doesn't feel like work. And that's the one thing I will say, like going in every day, it doesn't feel like I'm going into like, oh, I got to go back and I enjoy it. And the people that come in are positive and the people you work with are positive. But as you know, like the event doesn't start at 6 p.m. for you guys. It's it's weeks in advance yeah. to par- prep for it. Yep. So that would be the downside of the amount of time, but it's worth it for sure. Gotcha. So switch switch to more of a, a city perspective yes. here um you know you get if you anybody who spends any amount of time in spring hill and i say spend time not like here for the afternoon but you get to know people if you hang out at the bean a little while or you go to gambinos or price chopper or any any of the places around here you get to know people um you meet all these wonderful people right um people are positive people are upbeat um, it's very much a, a neighborly, um, friendly community as far as the people that you don't know or, or just meet feels like someone that could have been your next door neighbor for the past 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you know, so, um, I know that to me is, is what makes this community really unique and, and special to, to me. Um, but what, what is it? What do you, you know, kind of what are your thoughts? About I mean, it? all of that and then some. Uh, the biggest thing to me was uh, just so many good people that, you know, without the bean, I would have never even known were in town because the majority of these good people don't do these things to get recognition or do these things to be well known. They just do it because they're good people. Um, you know, I had a lady come up to me again won't name who it was, but she came up to me, uh, was last weekend and she was like, Hey, how you doing? Like, she's like, can I talk to you privately? And she's like, I just want to see how you're doing. And she's like, are you doing okay? I know there's a lot of stress. And she's like, can I pray for you? And it's just like, I don't think you get those things everywhere. I really don't. And, uh, those are the kind of people that are in this town. We had so many people that donated to our, uh, pay it forward wall that were like, don't put a name on that. Don't, I just want to have that money out there. And I think that's the awesome thing about Spring Hill is there's so many good people, but no one's looking for that recognition or like, look what I did. I Mm -hmm. gave $50 or I gave a hundred dollars. Like it's just about being good for this community and bringing good things. And, you know, it's everyone in this community. Like, uh, no matter, you know, the job, no matter, um, the background, like, People that have lived here forever, people that just moved here. And, you know, we are fortunate. We have a lot of people that come in for the first time. They're like, we just moved to Spring Hill. And we were always like, you know, what do you love? And it's like, the people are so nice. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it kind of has that, like, Pleasantville mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of feel to it, you know? Yeah. And it sounds corny to say it, but it's like, there's just so many good people and, like, so many uh, things that citizens just come up with to kind of run with, like, the shift park. Like, that's another yeah. thing. And it's like... People just want to do good for this community and they're proud to live in this community. And that's just been crazy to see because I've never lived somewhere that yeah. was like that. It's sure. uh, 
you know, from our family, one of the things that we love about it too is you get all this small town community positive positivity that we're talking about. And also, um, you have the accessibility to all of those city life aspects that most of us enjoy too, but not, it's not a long ways away from you. Right. But you know, we're not living, you know, cause you're not going to get the spring Hill feel in Overland park yeah. or Olathe. Um, you just, you just not, and nothing's going to convince me that you will. I agree. Um, I agree. <laughs> now, would I like to see a few more things for sure? <laughs> for sure. Um, but to your point, like, yeah, keep some of that stuff a little North. And I just think I love the thing I love to see is like these mom and sh- pop shots that, keep opening up because you know down here on main street there's the ice cream shop getting ready to open up and that's yeah. exciting that could be detrimental for some of me and <laughs> yes. some of my staff uh, <laughs> me too and not to me. be that might cut into my my bean budget a little bit too. <laughs> there's enough for everyone no. um, but you know i really like seeing people that come in here and they're like you know, open up businesses in town and things like, like that's exciting. Yeah. And knowing that the support that they're going to feel and knowing, um, the experience they're about to experience of all the great people in this town, it's exciting. And, you know, as a group down here, a lot of us that own these, uh, businesses down here, we talk all the time. And like I said, we share customers. Um, and it's just the people are, that's second to none for sure. Yeah. The, uh, we have kind of a running joke here uh, with our, some of our staff. So we, we do a, uh, it's a U4 soccer program yeah. and we do it in the spring and fall each year. And usually one of our staff, um, usually our newest full-time staffer that we have, uh, gets the, uh, responsibility of coaching that okay. for the first yes. couple of years. Yes. Um, and it's kind of a break in, you know, type of thing, a hazing, um, not, <laughs> not quite hazing, but yeah. definitely could be used as yes, a hazing. Exactly. Uh, um, but one of the things that comes out of that every single time is the kids that are in that program, they remember that coach for as long as they're in our program. And as long as that staff person is still around, yeah. so they'll see that person at another event or another activity or at you know, big brother, or big sister's basketball game or something like that. Yeah. And they'd be like, coach, coach, coach. Yeah. You know, I, it hasn't happened to me as much here because I haven't coached that, that program, but I know at my last community, I did a lot of that. And like, you'd go to the grocery store and you'd have a little three-year-old exactly. come running up to you and like, give you a high five and be like, what's up coach Brian. Right. You yes. Know? And, and our staff has commented on, you know, like once you reach coach status, like that, that you finally made it at, yeah. at the, at the wreck exactly. <laughs> is, is once you hit coach status. Well, that's funny. Uh, one of the ladies I spoke about earlier, Tammy, who works for, she used to be a teacher at, or a para at Wolf Creek elementary and kids will come in and be like, it's Miss Penrose. Like yep. that's a really cool thing to see, like the impact that you can have. Uh, and sometimes you don't even realize the impact yeah. you have on Did those you, people. Have you ever got to watch Dog? Uh, so COVID yeah. ruined me being able to do Watch Dog. Okay, so well, I had hopefully it'll up come for back. It. Yes, yeah. and I was uh, excited for it, but did not get to participate in that. But I heard about the program and like. I just I was really looking forward to it, and yeah. I've had some other opportunities to do things. You know, I get sometimes like, "Oh, you own the bean" or something like <laughs> that. But uh, 
I do want to do the watchdog thing because I heard not only is it really cool for your kids, it's, uh, you know, just a cool experience to kind of walk around yeah. the school. And so see that. for any listeners, all three of you, yes, um, four, <laughs> I'll be listening to myself now. So there will be four. So, uh, the watchdog program is something that the elementary schools do here where dads, uh, can sign up to be, uh, be a volunteer at the school for a day. Um, and you come in and they give you, uh, a pretty strict schedule where you're in a certain place about every 30 minutes, you rotate around, you get to see all the different parts of the school. You get to go to several different classes um, and just, you just a helper. Um, and many of the teachers will, will have different activities for you to participate in with, with the kids. And I've done it for my kids at Spring Hill elementary, probably four or five semesters in a row, something like that. Yeah. Until COVID. Yeah. Um, so I missed this past spring and I missed this fall so far, but it is the most awesome experience as a dad and a community member. Yeah. Um, because you are a rock star for a yeah, day. Like I bet. you are a little literal rock star. <laughs> and everywhere you go, everybody wants to give you high fives. Everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody wants you to say stuff. Everybody wants you to sit with them at lunch. Oh, lunch like you got to yeah. move around all the different places at lunch. Cause they all want to talk to you. Rock star. Brian is in the building, but it's like that for every dad. Yeah. You know, that is cool. And it's, it's, it is such a cool program. So I have definitely missed that in COVID as well. So. I was the uh, mystery reader through zoom, which was very interesting. But, uh, <laughs> And I was talking to Diana Roth cause, from J&T because she did it after me. And she's like, did you show the pages? Did you not? And it's like, you didn't really know how to do it on a Zoom call. And it was like, here's the pages. And does it and come out backwards it? Exactly. Anyway? <laughs> is it flipped? Is it not? And uh, But funny about that is I guess she dressed up and she took it to the extreme. I did not dress up for Mystery Reader. I should have. But um, she took it and ran with it. But. I like to say the tips I gave her led her to a very successful. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It was her too. I know. She's one of our board members. Yes, she uh, is. So, yes. and I will tell her tomorrow night now at yes. our meeting that she's in the she's podcast. She's in the podcast. So, so now she has to listen to it. Now she has to listen to it. up to five. <laughs> <laughs> Who else should we drop names to uh, <laughs> get yeah. them to listen? <laughs> Chamber dinner tonight. Exactly. Like we, we could just go on and on. Yes. So, um, this is a fun one that comes up in my neighborhood. Just a fun question. So if you could bring any restaurant to Spring Hill. Any restaurant. What would you bring here? Any restaurant. So I would have to say I am a big fan of Red Door Grill. Okay. Um, love Red Door Grill. Um, trying to think. I mean, just not like a Chuck E. Cheese or somewhere. I have to take no. my kids uh, no. <laughs> everywhere to. Um any restaurant. One, one of the ones that came up in my neighborhood was Raising Cane's. Raising Cane's. Okay, I've never eaten there. there. Okay. I it, have not. It's a chicken finger place. Yes, I've heard. They won a bunch of awards all the time. All they have is chicken so, fingers. Yep. And they so do it's it like right. chicken fingers and that's it. And there's one in Olathe, right? I don't know if there's one in Olathe. There's one about 135th and Metcalfish okay. up, up in that area. Um, but that, that was a popular one for for the last time I had this discussion yes. in the neighborhood. Uh, Raising Cane's, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. Man, I don't know. So we're big Red Door Grill fans. We are big um, dessert people mm. as well. So I would say something like Maddie and Silas or something. Yeah. But now that we have uh, Pops going yeah. in, might be... And it says... The dream may have come it true. It says fudge right fudge on the sign. right there. <laughs> yes. So that's good. Um 
man, that's a good question. I don't know. I I'd like to see more like like something like Bull Creek. They you know yeah. local. I love seeing the local. Um, people because they know what your community wants and they mm-hmm. live it and i love when like there's local businesses and the people live here and they know what the community wants or have an understanding of that so i would love to see um you know another local just i don't know somewhere somewhere else to go yeah. and hang out i love their environment there you know i love we that back patio you know, is pretty yes, amazing exactly mm-hmm. cool. um so Give us a give us a little more sense about about Tyler. Um, a little about what do you Tyler. what what do you likes hobbies dislikes hobbies and likes fun stuff that you're into any strange collections that that you have that that we wouldn't uh, wouldn't normally think you that's... know uh, hobbies. It sounds so dorky, but it's like whatever my kids are into. Yeah. That's what I'm into at this point. You know, growing up, it was. Uh, I was in so many different sports and that's why I think the Spring Hill Rec is so important because I know like I developed those friendships through sports and I think uh, I was always doing something sports related and uh, I love going to like Royals games, Chiefs games, you know, if anyone ever had extra tickets, they threw it my way because I could always go to those. Yeah. So those are the things I miss definitely with everything going on. Sports teams, hometown, 100%. Royals, Chiefs, and Jayhawks. I'm a KU grad. Oh, so two out of three. No, I, and we'll call you was, good at two out of three. It was wonderful because my I was in the sports management classes, and it was the year that KU won the national basketball championship. We won the Orange Bowl, and it was like the best time ever to be a KU fan. Tough the glory life. days, <laughs> and now we're where we are now. But uh, some KU fans are still hanging on to those days. We are very much so. Um, <laughs> If Mike or if Mangino ever wants to come back, we'll welcome him with open arms. Um, but you know, anything my kids like to do, we we used to always go to different coffee shops every weekend. That was kind of our thing, um, and so enjoy going out to eat and trying new places. Things I'm really passionate about. I just I'm really passionate about obviously our business and things like that, but just trying to do good. So we always try to. Um, find events or things to get involved in. Um, also passionate about making sure that the bean does not take over the things that we do for our kids. I don't want my kids to feel like they're getting gypped with mom or dad always being at the bean. So we always try to do like family fun days on Sundays. Um, a lot of family stuff is what I'm most passionate about. Uh, I am growing a beard. It is uh, kind of drives my wife crazy. <laughs> Um, it has started to drive our staff crazy. Um, that's they, when you know they, you're doing it right. Exactly. <laughs> it is driving everyone crazy and more reason to keep it going. You know, it's like, come on. Um, and you jumped on board of the beard before the no shave November. Before it was cool. Yeah. Um, I was on with the beard and you know, it was not growing very well. And my wife had scheduled family pictures and was like, we need to get this thing cut. <laughs> And I actually went to a place to get a haircut and a beard trim and just ended up with a haircut instead. And so now it is growing. I have received numerous uh, suggestions of places to go. I have received numerous tips and ideas on, uh, you know, things I could do to trim it up, make it look better. And I'm just letting it, it's going. Just, and just it's, letting it go. Exactly. At this point, um, I'm on Zoom meetings all the time, so... Who cares? <laughs> so did, did that family picture get delayed? 
Or did it go with the beard? It went with the beard. Okay. Um, The beard has made it to the family photos. And now we're in no-shave November, so you can't Can't stop now. So, And then maybe it's like, well, it's 2020. May as well just keep going. (laughs) And so we'll see how long the beard will go. Um, But that's kind of... That's what's cool in my life, and that's really lame that that's what's cool in my life right now. <laughs> but it's such a different look for you, too. Yes, it is. Uh, I have never grown a beard. I have yeah. always uh, been very clean-shaven and things like that, so it was like, why not? I've done the no-shave November for several years running now, and in the past probably two or three years, I've ran it much longer past that. So last year, I made it to post-Super Bowl. Okay. And the year before that, I made it a little bit longer than that, but... So, Any beard oils that you that's recommend? My, that was going to yes. be my next question. Yes. Have you graduated to products yet? So I went to Target because I didn't even know where to get it. And uh, there's like 10 different beard oils yeah. and all these different things. I grabbed some. In the first few days, I was really into it. But again, this thing is just, we're going the natural. Um, so it's not being touched by anything. And uh, <laughs> we're just going to let it go and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. my two So two years ago, I got just something I found on Amazon. It was like, starter beard kit or something yeah it had yeah a little vial of beard oil the beard balm and then like a fancy wood beard comb okay so i was gonna get the comb but they're not very cheap no and uh, no. i was like have i committed yeah fully and, to this and how much yet? are you really gonna use it exactly. you know but it was a package deal okay and so i went with it but i the beard oil and the beard balm i did like a lot yeah so um that that's something that i usually do go with during beard season. Okay. Beard season. That's what we'll call it. I'm in beard season. Yeah. Right my now mine's for... my beard season is usually October, mid October. Okay. Like those last couple of weeks. And then anywhere between January and March. Yeah. Well, I will tell you with the mask wearing, like I'm interested to see how the winter goes because I don't think my face will be cold at all. I'll have the mask, <laughs> the cold, like it's gonna be good. And it might just develop into its own like Twitter handle there you or go. Facebook page you, or uh, you know, anything like that. Tyler's just, beard in Spring Hill. Exactly. <laughs> it might just, it's who gonna, knows? It's going to have a mind of its own. Exactly. It can go. Well, on that note, uh, I think we'll go ahead and wrap things up here. Uh, Tyler, Thank you. it's been a great conversation with you here. Uh, appreciate you coming in as a guest for us. Um, it was a long walk. It, um, you know, you know that street. It was it was a long walk. It's, but sometimes it's a long way over there. Yes. But you know, we just got to persevere and get and get through it to get across the street. Sometimes. Well, thank so. you for uh, my very first podcast. This is very exciting, and now I'm going to have to start. I guess do you follow Paul. Is that, is that uh, so? The, yes, the you lingo? can. You can follow them, or so they they depending on where you get it from. Okay. Uh, I get most of mine on Spotify. Okay. Um, and we which we are on Spotify. Yes. So if you use Spotify, you can use that. Um, but you can, they'll update you when a new episode comes out and then you can either listen to it live on a desktop or you can download it and take it with you if, if you want to do that. Um, there's, there's a lot of options to it. So cool. Well, maybe the bean will have one soon. This is, there you go for, for, so the rec room, you heard it first, Tyler Graves, first time guest as a podcast, first time listener as a podcast, all in one episode, all in one episode, knocked it all out. And soon... We will be uh, podcast masters, hopefully. So There you go. No, it was so, fun. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's listening out there, and uh, we will be uh, coming back to you in a couple weeks with the next episode. So thanks a lot. Bye.
Thank you for listening to The Rec Room. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please check back with us frequently for future episodes.